Hello and welcome back to Sharp Scratch. You're listening to episode 81, Starting University. This is a podcast brought to you by the BMJ and sponsored by Medical Protection, where medical students, junior doctors and expert guests come together and discuss all the things you need to know to be a good doctor that you might not get taught in medical school. I'm Charlotte and I just finished my fifth year as a medical student at the University of Oxford. Last month, I started working at the BMJ as the editorial scholar, looking after all the content BMJ student will be producing this year. This is my first ever episode hosting Sharp Scratch, so I'm very excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. Um, This week, I'll be taking over from Pat, our previous editorial scholar, but don't worry, she'll be back next week for her last episode as host. Um, So today we're joined by our friend Anna, who is another one of the previous editorial scholars. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm Anna. I'm an academic foundation year two doctor here in very rainy Newcastle today. I've just been rained on on my way home. Um, and yeah, I, as, uh, as Charlotte mentioned, I used to be an editorial scholar many moons ago, so I remember very well um, what it was like <laughs> doing my first episode. And may I just say, you've already nailed the intro much better than I did, so <laughs> well done. Well, thanks so much, Anna. It's great to have you with us today. Um, and we've also got two new panellists with us today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Judy. Um, I'm a third year medical student at the University of Silesia in Poland. Hi, I'm Tash. I'm a final year medical student at King's College London. And yeah, really excited to record this podcast episode today. Great. Thanks so much for coming, everyone. Okay, so we've had an episode before on um, top tips for getting you through your clinical years. And we've also had two Freshers First episodes, which covered some of the academic and social things you might encounter in the first few weeks of studying medicine. But I thought in this episode, given that it's the start of a brand new academic year, we could talk a little bit more about starting university. Um, So today we'll be chatting all about some of the things we were either excited about or nervous about when we started medical school and some of the things we wish we'd known beforehand. And throughout the episode, we'll also be hearing from some of our brand new Sharp Scratch panellists and some of those you know already uh, through voice notes where they impart their own wisdom. So, Tash, can you remember how you felt the night before you left for university? Um, Were you mainly excited? Were you nervous? Was it like a little bit of both? I think I was mainly excited, definitely nerves as well. I think one thing that I remember is I think I put like a lot of pressure on myself to that it was all going to be like so fun and suddenly going from school, which is quite boring and and suddenly like having all this freedom was very exciting but also a little bit daunting that it suddenly had to be kind of like the best time of my life. Yeah I think that's something a lot of people can relate to when I was talking about this podcast with a friend she was saying that actually having that sort of constant oh the university years are the best years of your life sort of repeated to you in the lead up to going to uni is not actually the most helpful thing sometimes. But yeah, what about you, um, Anna, Judy? Do you, can you remember how you sort of felt before you left for uni? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember feeling really excited as well. Um, for me as well, I was going to a completely new country as well. So um, I'm originally from Ireland, so kind of leaving my friends and family. There was a bit of, you know, I'm going to miss everyone um, and a bit of sadness there. But also I was super, super excited to like get to uni and have a, like a more independent life. Um, and something that I did do was I found that I tried to hold on um, as long as I could and sort of spend as many days as I could before leaving 
which probably wasn't the best idea because I ended up going like the day before lectures started and I was all over the place because I needed to organize myself. But yeah, I was super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having fully come out the other end and now having not been at uni for uh, over a year, I can I can really attest to the fact that those people who are constantly telling you that uni is the best years of your life, do not listen to them. Um, university, particularly medical school, which I think, you know, from from what I know about people who've done other degrees, three year degrees, um, it is different. It's a different environment right from your very first day, really, because I think I also went to King's Tash and I remember my first day um, one of our very famous faculty members, Despo, who wears like tight level leather trousers. She's wonderful. But she came onto the stage and she said, you are not students. You are future doctors and you need to behave as such. And I think that is you know, it is true in a sense. And I think it's something we've talked about a lot on the podcast is like how, um, you know, the kind of professionalism thing and stuff like that. But, you know, you are sort of, I think, set apart in many ways from other students just because of like the volume of the the work and things like that as well. And I know at, at my uni and I know a lot of other unis as well, like the medical campus was like separate to everyone else. So you are sort of like seen as being somehow sort of a bit special or a bit different um right from the very beginning and I think that that does kind of that can impact on your experience because you do feel under a lot of pressure to like make the most of those early years because you know that you know things are going to get tougher and things are going to get busier and especially when you're going on to clinical placement and things but I mean my experience has been that my first my year as an F1 that I've just finished was definitely definitely better than any year at university partially because um, I was getting paid, which was nice. Um, but, you know, I think I think it is true that we can put ourselves under a, a lot of pressure to, you know, be making the most of things. Yeah, definitely. I really relate to that feeling of just a sort of sense of overwhelm at the beginning. There's just so much going on. Um, and yeah, there's, there's so many new things. Um, and I thought we could listen to a clip from Patrick talking about um, some of that, actually. Hello, Patrick is my name. I'm a final year medical student in university in Galway in Ireland. And my top tip for surviving your first semester of university is to try and find a buddy in an older year uh, who can help and guide you along. So this is something that uh, I was uh, I found very helpful when I was starting out uh, to be able to find someone that knows what books you need to buy and which ones you can leave in the shop uh, to know what modules are the most difficult to pass and also uh, what's important as well is just reassurance because those first few weeks can be so stressful so it's nice to get a little bit of comfort and reassurance to know that it's not impossible to pass. Yeah, so I think like just listening to what Patrick is saying, I think that that feeling of there's there is just a lot going on when you start. Um, and that is I think that's really normal. I think a lot of people really feel like that. Point number one, I really hope that we're going to have a sharp scratch meet up because I'm very keen to meet Patrick. Um, that was a great clip. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, and what I would say actually is from um, so my academic foundation program, anyone who um, has listened to the podcast for a while will know that um, I'm interested in sort of clinical education research and particularly um professional identity formation and actually what he's saying is completely evidence-based um so near-peer relationships and near-peer mentoring are super super important especially in medicine particularly if you um you know as someone who perhaps doesn't come from a, a medical background or even a background where people have been to university before 
it's so important to develop those relationships because all of those things that um, Patrick's describing, you know, which books to buy, those things about the, um, you know, the modules and things, that's that's all part of the hidden curriculum of medicine, which is, um, you know, part of what we're trying to do on Sharp Scratch, right, is to um, kind of expose some of that hidden curriculum and make it a bit less hidden so that people are better able to kind of feel equipped to, to deal with that. But yeah, definitely finding peers in um, older years um, is really important. And I think that a lot of unis like try and do that with like a mums and dads scheme. Like, Julie, I don't know if that's something that you've had over in Poland. Um, no, it's not something I've had in Poland, but it was something we had in secondary school where the final year students would sort of mentor the new like incoming students. And I think it was really, really helpful because um, it just kind of helped them settle in into the school and just kind of know what to expect in the future. So I think it's something that's definitely um, med, med schools should do. Yeah, I know at King's we also have um, the what I wish I knew in first year and so on for every other year, which are like hosted by the year that group that's just finished finished that year, which are really, really helpful um, and definitely helps with finding out what you do need to get and what you don't need to get. I think, you know, even reading lists can be like overwhelming. And I was joking before we started recording this episode that I've placed my microphone on my phone on top of loads of Oxford handbooks that I've hardly ever opened. (laughs) And I think I probably (laughs) panic bought them in first year. And yeah, now I, I just hardly, hardly use them because I just use website resources. So had someone actually told me that I might have had bit more money in my pocket (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's a really good point I think actually like what what to take to uni is kind of the first hurdle that you might like come across like you've you've sort of got your results you're in but then suddenly there's this whole new thing to think about of what do I actually need what like what things do I need to take do I need those 100 textbooks which I think having all done it now we know that we definitely didn't um is there anything you sort of wish you'd taken but you didn't or or like your top tip for packing for uni I think the first thing is to know that you can buy it once you get there I think I I, it felt that I was going to some remote part of the world (laughs) where there wasn't going to be shops and I had to have it like all sorted from you know every single knife and spatula even though I was just cooking beans on toast um so I think don't panic you will be able to buy things I know that's not really answering the question um I really liked taking a doorstop I don't know if it was breaking like fire regulations in my halls (laughs) halls but but otherwise you can feel like quite trapped like in your room and and also sometimes you don't want to always be in like the social space sometimes you do just want to chill but it's quite nice if someone walks past just to say hi so you don't feel completely isolated I feel like that's a really random item to suggest (laughs) a doorstop (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> no it's literally like that in my notes that was like the top of my list of like what I would take to uni at doorstop I like yeah I think it's really helpful um yeah I also think taking like some board games or like something to like do with people when you get there like in freshers week it's often really busy but you do have those sort of quiet afternoons where everybody's quite tired and it is nice to just do something sort of communal and fun that is a bit more low-key um we had a friend in first year who always sort of took a board game um, and we would always spend like hours playing that. And I think that was like a really nice way of making friends in a more sort of relaxed setting. 
May I just say, Charlotte, you are way more wholesome than I was when I was in first year. <laughs> that is incredibly wholesome. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did take, which I probably shouldn't have taken. I took all of my clothes. I was like, this is going to be, I thought it was going to be like some sort of fashion. I think I was just so excited because I went to a school where you had to wear uniform even up to sick form. So I was like so excited that I was going to be able to sort of wear my own clothes. And I'll be honest with you, they spent most of my first year uh, in a, a big pile on the floor. Um, so I'd recommend maybe being a bit more judicious about what clothes you take. Um, but I like clothes, so it's like kind of one of my hobbies. So I guess that's kind of where it came from. Um, but yeah, I think certainly kind of paring back on the amount that I did take because I knew my room was going to be small, but it was really small um, and the storage wasn't that great. And actually it's so easy to become overwhelmed with like loads of stuff and then it just becomes a big mess and you just think, oh God, got to tidy it up. And I don't know, I, I definitely got trapped in a cycle where I was like, I would just throw everything on the floor and then I do a big tidy and you know, it just, it kind of hangs over you when you haven't got a tidy space, especially I think when it comes up to exams and I don't know if that's like resonates with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, Judy, how did you like find packing for sort of moving away as well? Was that like an additional challenge on, on top of sort of just the ordinary stress of trying to get everything you own into a couple of bags? (laughs) Just because I would be taking a plane as well. So there was that added pressure of making sure that everything I had was like concisely going to fit into the bags and I, I had enough liquids and everything. And I think it was mentioned before about like sort of packing everything because you assume or you think that you're not going to find it there. And I was definitely like that because I had never been to England before I came to uni, which I just find ridiculous because I had chosen to do my course um, here. And basically, I didn't know what shops were in England. I, I assumed maybe there was a Tesco, but I was like, you know, I'll pack everything just in case. Um, and I definitely ended up packing too many things because over the summer, um, I couldn't bring everything back with me as well. So, um, yeah, I feel like definitely just making sure you're getting, you're bringing the essentials, um, sort of the things that you definitely, definitely need and the things that um, will help you. Um, and I think when you were talking about the board games as well, I really, really liked that because um, I was quite like that in first year and we had like, like these card games as well. There was one called um, uh, We're Not Really Strangers and that was amazing because I remember playing it with my flatmates who, you know, we didn't really know each other. And just based on the prompts of the questions, it kind of, there was this bond that was built because you're answering questions about you know first impressions and just kind of really funny light-hearted things that help you to like make friends especially when you're super shy and sometimes you might need prompts to help as well so yeah definitely I think I think that was something I really found with the board games it just like broke the ice in a way that could be maybe a bit more challenging to do without that yeah definitely um We'll discuss a little bit more about some of the things we were most nervous about when starting university, but that'll be right after this message from our sponsor. Indemnity. You've probably not given it much thought, but it won't be long until the risk of claims and patient complaints becomes all too real. Whatever lies ahead, you need experts in your corner who offer indemnity and a whole lot more. That's why it pays to be with Medical Protection. There's our free membership during your medical school years, our wealth of training resources to help you become the best doctor you can be, and our international experience that protects you during your elective no matter how far from home you end up. In fact, 
There are many reasons why our members worldwide trust us to support and protect them throughout their careers. And if you're looking for one more, every week, one lucky new joiner wins £200. That's the average student weekly spend. Just join for free and you're automatically entered into the draw. That's why UK medical students choose to be part of medical protection. You can't blame them, so why not join them? Visit medicalprotection.org to find out more. And then we've sort of mentioned a bit of this already, but um, what was the sort of main thing that you were all sort of worried about before moving to uni? Was there like a key thing that you were sort of worried about? I think for me, it was definitely, I was worried that I was going to get homesick. I think there always is, well, I always have the worry that like whenever you kind of go up a stage or whatever, like moving from school to uni or like more recently when I became an F1 and now like being an F2, there is always that like niggling feeling at the back of your mind, like, I don't think I'm going to be rubbish, but what if I am? Like, what if suddenly I'm rubbish? Like, I can't do it or, like, I fail on my exams or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, if, you, if you've if you got into medical school and you've got those grades and you've gone through the, frankly, gruelling process of getting into medical school, you have every tool you need to succeed. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily hugely intellectually challenging. It's just there's a huge amount of like volume of material to learn and you'll kind of get used to like what your ways are um, to, to get through that volume of materials. I think something that, like a lot of people said to me as well in the lead up to medical school was like, because I went to a quite, quite a small school and um, I was the only person in my year that wanted to go to med school And they were like, oh, well, you know, it's all going to be different when you get to med school because you're not going to be like big fish in a small pond anymore. And I was like, that's fine. Um, You know, that was that was not my intention, like to be, you know, like a big name on campus or whatever. But yeah, I think I think that kind of like bigged it up a bit in my head because I was like, oh, there's going to be like all these people who are like were top at their schools. But now we're all going to be, you know, in a in a mixture. And like, how's that going to shake out? Um, I think for me, I was like, I was oddly very much at ease. I wasn't too worried about university. And I feel like that was just because I didn't know what to expect. Um, And I felt fairly confident because like, again, we're finishing like our final year exams. We feel academically confident and we're going into sort of med school or um, for me, I was going into my undergrad and I basically thought you know this will be fine like everything's going to be fine and it was just a complete shock to my system because I didn't realize how different I would have to sort of how differently I would have to adjust my study um, pattern and how I I would have to adjust the study techniques I used. Um, I was shocked when I found out we couldn't use um, exam paper like we didn't have exam papers or anything like that Um, and also um, I feel like I was used to in secondary school lectures um, not lectures, but classes would last, like we would spend like a week on a topic and then in university it would be like one lecture and it's like going full steam ahead and I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, I was just going to touch on kind of what Anna said earlier about being a big fish in a small pond. I think being in sit form and kind of like, you know, you'd established yourself, you had your friends, you kind of, you know, life was kind of boring in one one way. Um, but, you know, everyone kind of knew who you were in the sense that they knew what sort of person you are. You know, you were hopefully nice and funny or whatever quality you like to be known as, um, known for. 
And then moving to uni, I think I was really worried about making friends. Um, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself in terms of probably trying to be this person that maybe I wasn't. I remember like panic buying clothes, being like, oh, I need to have this edgy sweatshirt <laughs> from like Depop or whatever, which is so not me. But I think like looking back, I really regret how, I don't know, I, I probably didn't feel very comfortable in just like embracing who I was. I think it, it actually led to me, it, it took me like until second year to find like the people who I'm, like my my closest friends now, I didn't meet until second year because that's when I started to just, you know, embrace who I properly was I guess yeah that's one thing that I I don't know if either if any of the three of you feel like that because you're like I could be this person like all of these things I couldn't do at home because all these people know me and they'd be like what are you doing um you can you can suddenly do that because there's sort of all these all these new people um and it's really exciting but I think yeah like definitely you know try not to fall in the, into the trap of like having a reinvention because as Tasha said like it's never it's never gonna live up to it I don't think um but I totally agree with you as well like my close friends like who I'm still friends with from from uni and actually there's not an enormous amount of them it's the other thing that um I would say is I, I didn't have a huge circle of friends at uni um and I think that that that's okay as well if you haven't got you know you don't need to be out with different people every night you know if you've got people who can support you when things get a bit difficult that's really the most important thing in terms of friendship groups I would say and you know my my friends who I'm still friends with now despite the fact that they live halfway across the country from me because I decided to go to Northern to do foundation, which everyone thought was a really odd decision. Um, it's not, it's the best. Anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, are people who I met in like second and third year. And, you know, it might take you trying out a few different sort of sports or societies and things. You know, I tried like loads of different, I remember going to one session of women's rugby, um, which I think is amazing. Like, if you're into that but I was immediately like sorry mud (laughs) people trying to push me over no thank you um probably probably links back to the clothes thing maybe I should have gone to fashion society um but you know it, it, it might take a bit of trial and error and and that's again totally fine like I think um you know some really baffling things will probably happen to you in your first couple of years of uni I mean we've spoken before on the podcast I think about um I did full body dissection because we still do that at King's. I know a lot of unis don't do it anymore, but that is just wildly confusing. You're 18 years old. You've probably sat in a classroom for most of your life, excelling academically, and then suddenly you're presented with a cadaver. Like, that's a lot for your brain to process, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think we're good enough at sort of stopping and looking back and thinking, actually so much has changed and I think fresh as week and those first few months at university in particular it goes by so quickly I don't know how everybody else found it but for me it just it was such a whirlwind of meeting new people and going to new places and it was all just it was a lot to sort of taking so yeah I definitely think like stopping and reflecting on that now and again is a good idea I wanted to touch on what Tash um, was talking about in terms of kind of getting to um, med school or like university and feeling like you have to sort of reinvent yourself, um, be a different version of yourself. Um, I definitely felt that um, 
and when I was coming into uni it was just it was so ridiculous but um I've always gone by Judith and I, I was like okay I'm going into uni gonna start going by Judy and I'm gonna change my hair and I'm gonna change this <laughs> and um what I found was when I actually got to uni it was quite easy to sort of relate to people because unlike in secondary school where everyone has vastly different interests when you're like in medical school or you're doing a course with other people that have an interest in that course it makes conversations so easy to kind of initiate and a lot of the conversations I would have um would kind of stem from our shared interest in medicine um and I feel like if I could go back and say anything to my first year self um or just advice to anyone going into first year is don't be afraid to kind of be like vulnerable asking for help um kind of admitting that you don't have everything sorted out because I feel like once we go in and we're sort of expecting ourselves to be super like together and have everything like you know perfectly sorted out and then everyone is pretending that they have everything sorted and then you know I feel like when I could form deeper friendships where was when I could say you know I'm struggling with this and then someone says oh yeah same or they like help you to find a way to get better at it or if it's like a subject that you're you're finding particularly difficult they can give you advice and there's that kind of camaraderie that's formed um in first year because we're all sort of on the same boat um so yeah that's kind of what I found in first year yeah I I definitely found the same thing actually um I think when you sort of sat sat in that lecture theatre you're so right Judy like everybody does have that one thing in common um and Patrick talks a little bit about um how this was something he was really excited about to meet new people Uh, what I found most exciting my first few weeks in university was just the influx of new people and new friends and I would just recommend that you do your best to be as friendly as possible and every lecture that you're in uh, go to the person beside you start talking to them try to make a little conversation just so that you have lots of acquaintances just to start off and then from there it's a lot easier to make friends yeah I, I, I agree and kind of touching on what Judy said as well about I think even if it's not you know you're talking about why you love medicine you still have a lot of other like shared values and personal qualities which mean you are all becoming a doctor so it is relatively easy to have those conversations I think kind of one of the things that I found is that I found it easier to make new friends as the years have progressed I think as you're going to different placement sites you are kind of people are forced to talk to each other if you like because you don't really have control over who's your clinical partner in your GP practice in year two or whatever year four or whatever um and people become I think people actually become a bit more open-minded about making friends with people who maybe at first they wouldn't have said that they would be friends with for for whatever reason and I think although you'll meet people there's a much wider pool of people to to meet who have very similar values. Yeah I totally agree with you about it getting easier as you get more senior as well because definitely you know if you're going to lectures every day it's easy to sit with the same people every time but actually once you're thrown into that clinical environment and you you have to do some sort of team-based activity you know be that taking a history and examining a patient in pairs which I know they often ask us to do because 
for some reason that scene is less daunting even though it's really annoying to try and do it in a pair rather than just do it all yourself um you definitely get better at, at that kind of um I suppose in a way it's almost like sort of team building-y like interpersonal skills and I think as well they teach you to build rapport with patients patients are also just people so the better you get um you know being able to establish rapport quite quickly the easier it is to make friends with people um so so they're kind of teaching you how to do that as well like throughout the years at medical school Anna you mentioned something earlier about how if you don't come from a medical family or um, no one in your family has ever been to university, which is the position I was in when I was going to uni, like you don't really know what you're like about to go into, I don't think. Um, And I think like I, the only things I really knew about uni were things that you'd seen on like in the TV or film or like read books on and things. And that was like quite daunting in itself. I think I had a sort of Mallory Towers-esque idea of what it was going to be like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was not. Um, I think the perception of university and sort of like television and the media is like a lot of parodying, a lot of sort of very adventurous. Um, and I think it's not always like that because there is the the part of university that's not shown, which is where like you're at your table for hours, you're studying, you're in the library for hours, you're, you know, and a lot of times um, when we are seeing university depicted as, you know, party, happy, perfect times, and then we actually experience, oh, actually, you know, I've been at my desk for hours or, you know, you're not experiencing that aspect, you might feel like you're doing university wrong or like you, you're missing out on something. But I feel like it's just kind of finding the balance between being social and being um, sort of studying and getting down like your work done. Um, And I feel like that's the part that's not shown as much on media. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, Judy, about I think there's this pressure to, you know, take every opportunity that's presented to you, whether that be academic or whether that be social, you know, a party invite and you know, in some some respects, I, I agree with that to a certain level, but you you just can't say yes to everything. Um, and it's actually not helpful to say yes to everything. I remember in Freshers, I was like, like I said at the start of the podcast, I put this enormous pressure on myself to have the best time ever. So I was like, I must go out every night. I must be meeting X amount of people every day. I, had, I was just very, like, very set. And I just completely, like, burnt out pretty much um and yeah just I think I think the thing with medical school is you know it's a it's a marathon not a sprint and I think as we've said you don't need to make all your best friends for the next five six years in the first week um you don't need to have it all sorted out you don't need to know how you're going to study um just I think yeah being kind to yourself in the sense that don't worry if yeah it's not you haven't figured it out and I think one of the things that I really struggled with is is social media and seeing you know like my closest friends from school being at different universities all across the UK then obviously only people people only post things on social you know the highlight real thing people are only posting on social media when they're having a really good time and so I started to like really compare my experience to everyone else's thinking oh gosh they've made these really great friends they're not going to want to see me when I go back home to Bristol <laughs> so yeah I now looking back on it I'm like wow I don't know how I got through that with all that pressure on myself 
Yeah, I definitely, the thing about saying yes to everything as well, I felt similarly so burnt out by the end of the first week. And yeah, I think that's one of the issues, like you were saying, Judy, with seeing uni only in sort of TV. It's easy to think you have to do that. And in reality, you don't have to go clubbing every night. You're not going to make your best friend in a club, most likely. So it's completely fine to not not do that. Um, yeah. And was your perception of sort of what med school in particular like was going to be like really different to what you ended up experiencing? I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I have like I didn't know anyone that had studied medicine. Um, I think even if you do, even if you know your parents are a, a doctor or in, or in the healthcare profession, which mine aren't, but it's still changed so much um, that it's hard to get a good idea. Obviously, every university is so different, but. I don't think I was prepared for how like how science <laughs> was going to be in first year and that might sound really silly but I was just very I get I know some people are very like nervous about you know being on the ward and speaking to patients and I was nervous for that but I was also really excited and I was like wow medical school I'm suddenly becoming a doctor and then it felt like I was just going back to really really high GTA levels um intellectually medicine on the whole is not the issue it's the it's the amount there is to learn but first year I would say it was the opposite for that for me there was like well it was like both it was really intellectually challenging for me plus having so much to learn like Judy was saying how fast-paced it was so I guess I would have have loved to have had this podcast episode (laughs) to have given me a better idea (laughs) of what to expect (laughs) I was just I was very naive I think (laughs) Yeah, I yeah, I think I was quite the same in terms of like not knowing what to expect in med school. Um and I was taken aback by how detailed um we had to go in terms of like learning things and like learning structures um and all of the modules. Um and I I remember going into first year and I think I had found out that we were going to be all our exams were going to be like MCQ. And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. They're like quizzes. It's going to be so easy. (laughs) And I think that was the most ridiculous thing. Like, I think back and I'm like, gosh, why did I think that? Yeah, I was similarly shocked by that, actually. And also just suddenly realising that you had to learn how to learn. I think we mentioned something similar earlier about how it is just different to school. Um, And we'll discuss a little bit more about our perceptions of university. But that'll be right after this. I'm Dr Matt Morgan and alongside working as an intensive care consultant, I work as part of the BMJ on examination team to support you in passing your medical exams. You can get access to our personalised revision resource online and in our app for years 1 to 3 totally free as well as a huge 40% discount on our medical student finals product. We'll help you pass your exams by making sure to maximise the best use of your time. We'll deliver you the most important questions, keep you on track with daily reminders and give you feedback to show how you're performing. We're committed to making revision easy, so start your journey to pass in first time today by visiting onexamination.com to sign up or by downloading the OnExamination app. Okay, great. Back to the show. And there's a clip from Coyote who talks about sort of how you do have to experiment with ways of learning and sort of what he wishes he'd known sooner about that. One thing I would do differently 
um, about buying university experience is um, I, I wish I didn't put as much pressure as I did in on myself in as I did in first year. I think I should I I should and could have spent more time just like enjoying the flowers, smelling the flowers, and all of that. Um, the other thing is I wish I had a. I, I wish I started using my tablet right from first year, especially when I started placements. So what I do on placements, what, what I did on placements was I always carried my tablet around. And whenever I had any case discussions or any um, random bits of work to do, I would just do it on my tab on my tablet towards the um, end of my time at university. And it just saved me so much time. And yeah, I think like for me, I, I don't use a tablet or anything like that um, to write my notes on. And that's, I, I think different people find different things helpful. I, I think I'd find that quite challenging, but I think it's worth thinking about sort of what, what ways to learn at the beginning and try that out. Because although the first few weeks can feel overwhelming, you still have so much time before your first set of exams or when you sort of really need to be thinking about that. So just try different things. You don't know what's going to work for you, really in terms of like finding the way that you study best and the way that you can make your notes best is so so important um i remember in first year i don't even think i had the right set of tools for making notes i had this huge huge laptop that every time i would it was super heavy and then i would turn it on and it would just sound like an engine coming alive and it was <laughs> it was very hard to study <laughs> with like i feel like i when i got my tablet um and i even in like first year, I didn't have like a dedicated study space, which was so bad. Um, but like when I kind of had my study setup, I had, you know, I knew what device I would be using to like write my notes up. And even with notes, I had spent months trying to make notes. And then I found that I would be super, super behind because I would go home after a lecture and basically just try to rewrite everything from a 60 page PowerPoint, which was not helpful because I was spending more time writing than actually learning the concepts that I needed for exams. Um, and there was just a bunch of stuff that I wished um, I had known in first year that would have saved me a lot of time and would have helped me to kind of spend more time learning instead of trying to, you know, catch up on writing notes because it became overwhelming because if I fell behind on one day it would I would feel like I was not being productive I would feel like I was falling behind and everything was falling apart um but in terms of like I feel like our generation is so lucky we have so many resources like these days that are just lifesavers really um yeah so yeah so I think I would just add as well when in particularly I found in first and second year and I know that a lot of courses are moving towards being a lot more integrated now which I think is great but there will still be stuff that you sit down and learn and you think why am I learning this like how is this relevant to medicine I don't get it and again as someone who's in their in their twilight years of being able to be described as you know being close to being a medical student it actually is useful like I promise you it's so boring to learn like for me it was always anatomy and now I want to be a surgeon like you know it it becomes more obvious as you gain more experience clinically why those concepts are relevant to you and they become like that sort of foundational layer of knowledge where you don't even have to consciously think about it but you need those building blocks of knowledge in order to kind of build the the clinical knowledge that you're going to be sort of more actively using kind of day to day 
So I know that like that was something that was really frustrating for me um, and made me not enjoy med school very much for my first couple of years of med school, um, actually to the point where I was considering, strongly considering leaving medical school. Yeah, I think it's really reassuring as well to know that like a lot of us have felt the same. Like I definitely felt similarly at the beginning of med school about sort of lots of things we've talked about really, but um, particularly just now sort of thinking, is this, am I doing the right thing? And um, just feeling quite sort of out of my depth with it and spending hours at home rewriting notes when actually that's not something that I needed to do. But I did think it was just me. So it is really nice to hear that actually... Well, I mean, it kind of sucks when you're all struggling, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I really agree with the point of trying out different methods. I mean, it took me until third year. I was still sat there in the library of my 20 different coloured pens. What were they called? Stabler. I was like that girl. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, aspirational. That, was, that was me. Um, but yeah, I just become so... It wasn't the most efficient way of studying, but I think it's so important to just try out different ways and don't feel pressurised for what what works for your friend, might not work for you, but don't be set in your ways of how you study. And even though you might have got a whole string of... Well, if you're a medical student, you've definitely done well in exams. Just because you've done well in those exams, like what we were saying about MCQ you know, multiple, sorry, I'm using an acronym, um, multiple choice question style exams, like they're so, so different to A-levels. So the way that you study might, has to change. Um, and I was also just going to say, I was, I was really sad to hear Anna say that first year does matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's like, you don't need to, the first time you learn about a topic in first year, you don't need to 100% understand it, but by, by like building on it and just trying, I guess I guess I sort of, internally beat myself up for not getting everything the first time I heard about it mm. um so yeah that's reassuring <laughs> bit of a theme emerging here isn't there of um let's all just be a bit nicer to ourselves uh, no matter what stage you're at but particularly when we're going through difficult transitional periods in our lives like going to uni yeah I think that is very true um and Lily has a really nice clip on this actually that I thought we could sort of round off the end of the episode with Hi, I'm Lily and I am an F1 in the southwest of England. My overall feeling reading them is that when you start university, especially medical school, or at least in my case, medical school, it is just so scary. It's really scary and it's daunting and it can feel lonely. And medicine is just such a big thing to commit to. And I think my overall feeling reading them was gosh, I didn't love medicine in my first year. I had some great times. I did some funny things. I made some great friends. But actually medicine itself and my overall experience was actually quite difficult. And I didn't love it. I didn't leave my first year or spend any time in my first year thinking, gosh, I can't wait to be a doctor. And actually by the end of my first year, I really I remember saying to my dad, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'll do the degree because I've got in and I'm here now, but I'm not going to be a doctor. Um, and all I wanted to say was that I stuck with it. I kept with my friends. I tried to explore bits of medicine that I might like better. And now at the other end of it, I mean, very fresh at the end, but at the end, I love medicine, I really do, and I love being a doctor, and I, I'm only, I get it, I'm only a month in, but I really love it, I really enjoy it, and it's definitely the job I want, and I can't wait to 
go further in my career and specialise and do all the exciting things that are kind of bubbling around in my head. And I just could not have thought I would be here when I was an 18-year-old in Freshers in my tiny little halls room. Actually, it wasn't that small, but a small halls room, really cold and trying to make friends. I just never would have guessed that I'd be here now. Like me, you might hate it and then enjoy it. And along the way, make some good friends and good memories, which sounds so cringy and very, like, Hallmark movie. (laughs) Um, But that's what I wanted to say. Um, Yeah, so I thought that one might be a... My heart's melting. (laughs) Same. Um, But I thought that one might be, like, a nice one to sort of tie off the end of the episode um, and just sort of ask you for your final kind of, like, thoughts on uh, either, like, what you would do sort of differently based on what you know now or just sort of um kind of a reflection on yeah like your your top piece of advice or something just sort of summed up in a sentence really um I think my top piece of advice um if I could go back is don't be so hard on yourself um and ask for help um I don't know what it was I think in first year I just would never ask for help um not even just from your peers but from your lecturers because they're there to help um, if you're finding a topic really, really hard, if you're falling behind, if you're not sure what to do, you know, go to your lecturers, ask them. You'd be surprised how much they know. <laughs> um, I've definitely had ups and downs of falling out of love with medicine, thinking I'm going to leave after I graduate and then having, you know, moments where I'm so looking forward to my future career as a doctor. And that's OK. Um, you don't have to love it all the time. Yeah, I don't have an enormous amount to add. I think just take care of yourself, take care of each other. It is okay to occasionally just buy a new pair of socks rather than washing the ones that you've been putting off. That's fine. I've done that several times. I've done that as a junior doctor. So, you know, don't don't beat yourself up about that either. Yeah, I think that is a, a really nice note to end on. Yeah, so thanks so much to everyone for joining us and everyone at home for listening to this episode of Sharp Scratch. Um, If you like our show, I'd love it if you could support us by leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts or by sharing with the people you know. Um, Tell your friends about it. It really helps people to find the show. And keep in touch as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show, especially sort of trends you're finding interested in medicine or med school at the moment. And you can find us on social media. We're BMJ Student on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you would like to hear other episodes, subscribe to Shop Scratch wherever you get your podcasts and in two weeks' time you'll be notified of our next episode. Until then, goodbye from us. Bye. Bye.